Good morning, my fellow Michiganders. Good morning, my fellow Americans. I am getting ready to go to mass, and I thought I'd get on here for a quick live because when something comes into my awareness, I want to make sure that I get on here and give you all up-to-date, accurate, and truthful information so we can continue to move our movement forward. So before we begin, I want to read a quote from Woodrow Wilson. You are not here merely to make a living. You are here in order to enable the world to live more amply, with greater vision, with a finer spirit of hope and achievement. You are here to enrich the world, and you empower impoverish yourself if you forget the errand. Okay? And so that's what I want to talk to you this morning before I head to Mass, is about leadership. And with leadership, not only comes a huge amount of responsibility, but leaders, especially elected leaders, have to have what's called foresight. So many times, especially throughout this past year and this game of politics, you see a lot of leaders reacting. They're always reacting. And that's not leadership. Um, so many people out there, you know, you fire ready aim instead of ready aim fire. And we've seen that over and over again with not only our elected officials, but people who are contemplating possible runs for any type of office. So with leadership, you have to have foresight. You have to have a plan. You have to have a strategy. And what you need to do is make sure that you are surrounding yourself with many different people, with many different opinions and perceptions so you can make the best decision going forward. So it's all about strategy. It's all say, okay, what is our ultimate plan? What is our ultimate goal? And obviously all of us are on the same page here where our ultimate goal is to make sure that Governor Whitmer does not get reelected, okay? So the biggest thing about leadership is what did you do in the past? Number one, as you all are well aware of, you know, I am very passionate about President Trump and how he ran this country like a business. That's what elected officials should do. The state, your communities, the country should always be ran like a business. So to me, what's very important is, do you have a business background? Do you have business sense? Do you have an entrepreneurial sense? Because entrepreneurs, they think outside the box. These are the visionaries. And I think when you have that in your background, when you want to come and inspire and motivate others, I think you need to have that hard wiring in your brain because we don't want to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, because look what has happened to us over this past year. So I really feel that you have to be some type of an entrepreneur that allows us to understand that this person has a vision. He's willing to think outside the box. He's willing to make calculated risks. All this allows us to build and move into the right direction, folks. And so the other thing that I've always said from the beginning of this thing is, you know, anybody that wants my vote and support is what have you done over this past year? And those of you who follow me heard me say this time and time again, and I want to make sure that I hammer this point down is what did you do in 2020? You know, and that's one thing that when we had this movement take place in such a short amount of time, we had 300 to 400,000 people in less than three weeks, folks. It built into something special. And then all of us were sitting there going, oh, my gosh, what do we need to do? And for those of you who've been with us ever since the beginning, we put you all to work. You know, not only did we get a resolution through through the legislature, right? We allowed the legislature to demand the hospital data. And what did we do as a movement, as we the people? Because I have to make sure that you all understand, understand excuse me, and especially the young people out there, that the power comes from you. Not me, not from your elected officials, not to your future leaders. The power is always with we, the people. And so what did we do is we did calls of action to move our movement in the direction that we, the people, wanted. So we put pressure on the legislature. 
Because if you remember, the legislature was just kind of sitting on their hands because they didn't know what they should do. They didn't want to offend anybody because a lot of the country has bought into this narrative that this was going to kill 10 percent of Americans. But some of us stood up and said, no, your constitutional freedom, sacred values and citizens rights should never be infringed upon regardless of a pandemic. So if you remember, it was the people that put the pressure on the legislature to stop the state of emergency because she was going off that 1976 law at the time. And once we put pressure on the legislature and say, hey, we the people are watching, we the people demand, what happened? They said, nope, we're not extending the state of emergency. Governor Whitmer, you have to come back to the table and we need to work together. And that's when she started to work unilaterally off the 1945 law. So if you just reflect back in the month of April, what we were able to accomplish in a very stressful time when it was very unpopular to do so. But a lot of us were standing up and organizing something because we knew in our heart and soul that it was the right thing to do. So we carry on to co-founding Stand Up Michigan, where we started holding protests and rallies against these draconian lockdowns. Remember, very unpopular to do so at the time. Then it evolved into what? The Unlock Michigan campaign. And the repeal of that 1945 law, which the governor was using, which we the people obviously hammered down. And we got fantastic news on Friday, which the Michigan Supreme Court unanimously decided to send the unlocked Michigan proposal to the legislature. And I'm hoping the legislature very, 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 very soon hammers down and gets that horrible law off the books. So the power comes back to we the people. And what did the unlocked Michigan campaign teach me? Number one, it taught me. When you have the right leadership in place, when you have the right leader inspiring and motivating a group of people, monumental goals can be accomplished. And you have to understand that it wasn't the Unlock Michigan entity. It wasn't Stand Up Michigan. It wasn't Garrett. It wasn't Ron. It wasn't all these people in the behind the scenes trying to push this thing. It was because of all of you. And without the people, we all are nothing. Without the people, I am nothing. And I want to hammer that down to you this morning because I think it's very important that we reflect back on what we were able to accomplish in a short amount of time, which is going to evolve this conversation into what we can accomplish here in the future. But we need to have a leader with foresight. We need to have a leadership that understands the process of what it needs to happen for us to ultimately win in 2022. That's what we need. We do not need reactionary people out there right? We need people to actually think and have a plan and have a strategy because a lot of times, and look folks, I I know a lot of you get very angry with me, okay? But we get thousands of messages a day, thousands. I can't keep up, all right? So if our campaign doesn't reach back to you, it's not that we're, you know, we're we're thinking our, our poop don't stink, right? It's because we just don't have the time. We're understaffed right now, which is a great problem to have because nobody has ever started a a governor's race by we the people with a movement behind them. So we are constantly trying to stay up with all of you as this thing moves forward. And we will get to you. And we get hundreds of invites to do events and rallies. And we can't make them all. Garrett cannot be everywhere at once in the state of Michigan. We're blessed to have that problem. I'm very grateful to have that problem. But just so I am transparent with all of you of what we're trying to do. But a vision and having foresight And having the leadership to drive that engine is very, very important because I get a lot of messages already and I'm kind of shocked, right, that, hey, when's the debates going to start? You know, when are we going to have debates? You know, the debates are for next year, folks. If you are not fundraising right now, if your campaign is not fundraising, 
I'm really thinking you are missing the vision of what it's going to take to win this thing. Okay, so let me give you an easy example. And all of you are going to understand exactly what I'm talking about right now. Who controls the corporate media? We all know the leftists. Who controls social media? We all know the leftists. So what is it going to take to get our messaging out on these big networks? Fundraising. Lots and lots of money. I've already told every single one of you, we need at least $6 million for the primary. For the primary. That's not the general. That is just for the primary. And people are like, no, no, you got grassroots behind you. You got we the people behind you. I understand that. And I appreciate all the support that we got from all of you. So let me just hit home to all of you who are not understanding what this is going to take. Because I told you from the beginning, this will not be a sprint. This will not be a marathon. This will be an ultra marathon. So it's important that we have the right leadership with foresight that understand what this is going to take so we can make sure that we win. Fundraising is number one, folks. And here's why. What just happened this past year? Because the majority of the state of Michigan bought into a narrative, a narrative that was fueled by the corporate media, a narrative that was fueled by social media. And even though a small minority of us were standing up and had all the science and all the data and the facts, what still happened? People blindly handed over their freedoms. People trusted in the so-called media engine and these so-called corrupt politicians for facts, even though all the science and data didn't agree with them, they still were what? Conditioned. Conditioned to believe into a false narrative. Because if you tell a lie long enough, people will start to believe it. Holy cow, did that hit home this past year. And we all know it. We have had friends and we have had loved ones who have bought hook, line, and sinker, some of them still to this day that everything that this governor did with lockdowns, with mandates was the right thing to do, right? So how do you combat that? See, the corporate media, they're all about lining their pockets with money. And as soon as you raise the money and you can get on TV, that's how you can start to break down the narrative. It's conditioning, folks. And if you're not up there and if you're not fundraising to get on the big screen, I don't care how great of a leader you are. I don't care how great you think you are. If you're not getting on the big screen and getting your message out to the masses, you don't have a chance. And so all of these messages that I'm getting about when's the debate going to happen, my debates with whoever I debate with is going to be next year. Next year, folks, all of my energy, and I love holding rallies. I love it. And we are going to hold rallies all throughout this process. But all of my energy, all of my campaign energy is fundraising right now. It's raising the funds because we have to combat this narrative because this conversation is going to evolve away from lockdowns. We all know it. That's why right now I'm setting up meetings with everybody that I can, conservative people with great values to understand what we can do together as we the people economy professors, constitutionalists, what can we do? And I'm going to set up all of these meetings and I'm going to get a lot of information from a variety of different people, from a variety of different backgrounds. And so I can put a plan together for all of you so we can do what Michigan needs to make her great again. And I'm not going to react. That's what politicians do. Business owners don't react. Now, I have an entrepreneurial spirit. 
I love taking calculated risk. However, you need to get all the information because we don't even know where the state of Michigan is going to be in a year. And so this will adapt and overcome. But all of you who know me, you can look up everything that I stand for on my issues page on Garrett for Michigan. You can understand what I'm about. Those of you who followed me ever since the beginning know what I'm about because this is the one thing that I want. It's easy to show up to rallies. It's easy just to show up and be a part of something that's been organized. But to run a state, to lead and inspire people to do monumental goals, that's where leadership comes. And true leadership is doing the right thing when it was unpopular to do so in organizing these events, in organizing the people to focus their direction in an organized, nonviolent, positive way to get things done. And that is what I have been trying to do this entire past year. And those of you who've been following me know Garrett's narrative has not changed. I have not backed down from anything that I've said from the beginning. I told you all the time that the science and the data would eventually prove that we were all right. And it is, folks. Fauci's a clown. I called that out. We knew that this virus could be handled in a different way. We don't need mask mandates. We don't need vaccine passports. We need people to understand and know from here on out that the power comes from you. That is what we're going to continue to hammer down with. And I will continue to lead, to inspire. But understand, without you, I am nothing. It's your support. It's your energy behind me. So many times people say, holy cow, Garrett, you inspire me. You don't understand, folks. You all inspire me. And you give me the gasoline on my fire to continue to move this thing forward and do the right things for all of you. Because I will always be an expression of all of you. And that is my vow to restore the checks and balances and be an expression of the people for my entire run, for my entire time in as governor, and to continue to move this movement, this unbelievable energy into the right direction. So understand that, that the power comes from you always and teach this to your kids. And we will continue, continue to do monumental goals and achieve monumental things together. Because look what we were able to accomplish in less than a year. You imagine eight years of all of us together? Unbelievable things, folks. We can be the state that will be that beacon of light and to be that beacon of hope. People will look at the state of Michigan from here on out and realize what Michiganders can do. Not only did we get our teeth kicked in and get kicked to the ground, but we rose up. We lived through that American spirit that so many of us before us that did and fought for and died for. And that's what we're about. And people will understand the power of what the American people can do when we come together. That's exciting. And so I am on my way to mass in five minutes. Tomorrow, I will be all day with my man, Sam Fawaz, over in Dearborn, Michigan, for a 12-hour tour of Dearborn, talking to people and hearing people's different perceptions. Because I told you from the beginning, you need to have conversation from a variety of different people, from a variety of different ethnic backgrounds, so we can all come together and move Michigan forward. And that's one thing that I've always backed is I will have conversation with anybody. And that's what leaders do. Leaders can have conversation. You're not going to change my values of who I am and what I believe with pro-life and pro-Second Amendment and all the other things that I'm very passionate about. 
but we can come together as a community and come up with common sense solutions that benefit the group as a whole. And that's one of the questions that I got on the east side in Detroit. A young lady said, how are you going to unite all the ethnic groups together in a positive way? What a great, fair question. My past is obviously I played Division I football at Western. And in our locker room, we had a variety of different people from a variety of different backgrounds and a variety of different experiences. And everybody in that locker room did not agree with everybody else on every issue in that locker room. But we all had a common goal, and that was to win. And we were willing to do what it took and come together as a team and win. That's exactly how I'm going to run the state, folks, is we are going to bring a group of people together. And we are going to have the ultimate goal to not only fix Michigan and move her in the right direction, but to make Michigan great again and carry President Trump America's first agenda forward. And that's what we all need to do. So God bless you. God bless the state of Michigan. And God bless these United States. I'm on my way to Mass. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.